get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires... Get into Dobbs. We're going to talk it over with Matthew Schneider. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He was a 21-year NHL veteran, and a few of those years were with our own Jamie Rivers, so you know he was living tough through those. <laughs> He's currently the special assistant to the NHLPA Executive Director, Don Fear. Matthew Schneider joins us here on Ribs and BK. Matthew, how you doing today, man? I'm great, thanks. How you doing? Uh, we're doing okay, so... Schneids, let's start with this. What what are the hurdles that remain for the NHL to actually get back on the ice? We know that there's a return to play plan now, but what what still remains in terms of the hurdles? Oh, I don't know where to start or where to end on that one. There's still there's still quite a few, as you can imagine. Um, you know, getting guys back into the back into the facilities, being able to get on the ice, that's the single most important thing. Uh, that we're focused on uh, in a safe environment, obviously. Uh, there's going to be an awful lot of testing involved, uh, you know, and uh, guys are going to be tested before they are allowed back into uh, their their home facilities uh, on a uh, two or three times a week basis every other day, uh, eventually probably ramping up to every day, if and when we can potentially get into um, get into the season training camps uh, in the bubble cities, so to speak. Um, so, you know, what was announced this week with the uh, 2014 format? Uh, you know, it's uh, in one sense, it's uh, it's nice to get that out of the way. It was about a month long process that we went through with the league, uh, but. You know, that's uh, that's assuming everything else falls into place uh, in phase three, which is the actual training camps, mandatory training camps. And then obviously moving from that phase into uh, playing playing games. Uh, so, I mean, there's a long way to go. There's no question about it. A lot of work to be done. Uh, but I, I think it was uh, it was nice for everyone just to kind of get a sense. OK, if we are able to come back, this is what it looks like. Hey, Schneids, look, no stranger to the process. You know, look, we went through a lot of stuff with the union and the owners in our playing days. But where you're at now and the the relationship between the players' union and the owners, although we know it's never perfect, but how important is it right now to have been part of this with Donald Fear and the other player representatives to have kind of mended that relationship a little bit and be able to work together? When you look at some of the other sports right now, some of the things they're going through, how important is it for the union and the owners to have a strong partnership? 
Well, you know, it's it's extremely uh, important. There's no question that, you know, Don Fierro always used to talk about this when he first came on board, less so last, uh, the last few years. But, I mean, it's a... It's a, essentially a marriage that you can't get out of, you know, uh, uh, PA's relationship with uh, with the league. And uh, regardless of, uh, you know, lockouts and strikes and labor disputes, eventually you have to come to an agreement if uh, the industry is going to get back. So uh, that's first and foremost. It's a relationship uh, born out of necessity. Um, on, on the relationship over the last year, uh, what I would say is, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been negotiating a potential extension uh, for the CBA for the last year. And in an environment that there really is not a lot of pressure to get it done, uh, the main uh, reason why Gary wanted to get this in place is because he's negotiating a new TV deal in the U.S. and he wanted to have some runway on the, on the CBA. I think there are, you know, reasons on both sides that it makes sense uh, to talk about an extension. We've been talking about the Olympics in Beijing, the Olympics in 26, which would be in Italy, things of that nature, uh, three or four year extension. So there, these talks have been uh, extremely cordial, uh, collaborative, trying to understand each other's issues which is something that you don't get in the context of collective bargaining when you have deadlines and strikes and lockouts. So these conversations over the last year have given us, I think, uh, a healthier understanding of the issues that each side is facing. And we've come to a lot of agreements, frankly, and that has given us an opportunity to continue those discussions. Now we have a whole other group of issues that get lumped into the same uh, discussions uh, when we talk about the return to play scenarios, guys playing after their contracts expire on June 30th. So it's kind of all got lumped in together, but does it get, does it give us a big assist in, in these discussions? Absolutely. And it's made life an awful lot easier for sure. We're talking with Matthew Schneider. He's a special assistant to the NHLPA executive director, Don Fear. I, I wanted to ask you, Matthew, about negotiating that CBA and specifically what it's going to mean for the cap for next year. We know that that's still a negotiation between you and the league. Where are you guys on that right now? And where do you expect that? Where do you hope that it ends up being for next season, given the finances of how we're finishing the year? Uh, you know, that's something that we're, we're continually talking about. And so it's, uh, it's difficult to say where we'll end up, but, um, I, I, in all honesty, I can't really discuss it because we are negotiating over that now, but, you know, I, I mean, listen, we know, we know what happens, uh, when, when the cap, uh, doesn't grow or when it goes backwards, uh, it's not good for, it's not good for either side. Uh, but that's uh, that's the language in the CBA as it reads right now. The cap would go backwards next year, um, and so there, there are tough decisions uh, that that need to be made and need to, discussions that are going to be ongoing there. Uh, Schneids, I want to get back into the players a little bit here. Is you know putting myself in their shoes right now with this pandemic that's hitting, and you know certainly the expectations at this point are that they're going to get back to at least on the ice soon, or they hope to. But you guys talking to them all the time, 
What's their number one concern through all this? You know, never mind the money and, and some things like that. Maybe money is the number one concern, but you guys dealing with it, what are you hearing the most from the players? Uh, you know, I, I think the hardest thing for the guys, uh, and, and you live you live through it when you're going through uncertain times, I think that's been the single most difficult thing for guys to deal with and to handle is that there just is no timeline. You know, it's all speculation. Everything's tentative. Uh, you know, we talk to guys that feel like they're overtraining, feel like guys just uh, that haven't had access to any gym equipment or the ice that have, had, you know, literally zero uh, ability to train other than, you know, uh, yoga classes with their teams or things like that. So, you know, guys are extremely anxious uh, due to due to the uncertainty. And, you know, put aside the financial aspect, as a professional athlete, I mean, you you constantly know what your schedule is. I need to be here at this time. I need to be here this month, this week. Training camp opens. Here's the schedule. Here's our practice schedule. These are our days off. And all of that right now is completely up in the air. And that has been the single most difficult thing that I that I feel guys have really had to deal with. And um, you know, and, and there are no answers. There are no answers coming immediately. Uh, I, I think you know uh, there there was a bit of positivity coming out of our announcement to go to the 24 team format, in the sense that you know it gave guys uh, a glimmer of hope. Okay, now now I know what this looks like. If we can come back and play, now I know what this looks like. It helps. And, and every bit of certainty we can bring into the equation, uh, it, it, it helps the guys a little bit. But I would say that's the toughest thing guys have to deal with. Last question that I have for you, Matthew, is we're talking to special assistant to the NHLPA executive director, Don Fear, Matthew Schneider, here on Rivs and BK. Uh, one thing that there's been a lot of talk of is whether or not families are going to be allowed to be in these bubbles with the players at the hotels, families, friends, whoever you want to include in that. Where do you stand on that part of what it's going to look like when these players do arrive wherever those bubble cities are? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. And from the very beginning, that was one of our concerns uh, when we were talking about the bubble cities. Um, some of our guys, uh, a couple guys on the return to play committee and a couple guys, veterans that have been around for a long time, uh, had talked about the model that uh, we have a lot of players who played in the world championships, uh, uh, the model that's used there. Essentially, guys, when they start their training camps for the world championships and then uh, they roll into exhibition games and they're traveling and they get into the cities where the world championships are held, eventually their families join them towards the end of the tournament. And that's kind of where, where we've said we haven't had an agreement on that. We, haven't had a, we don't have agreements on the actual training camps, which would be phase three and then what it looks like in these bubble cities. But conceptually, that's what we've been talking about with guys. So, you know, the first two or three rounds, guys would be there on their own, and then families would join. Obviously, you have teams being eliminated throughout the process, going down from 24 to 16 to 8 teams. So introducing the families uh, later, later into the uh, tournament, if you will, 
is something that we've been talking about, trying to minimize the number of days players would actually be away from uh, their immediate family. I don't foresee a scenario where we have friends coming into the bubble. I would say it would probably be restricted to immediate family. But again, that's something that we really haven't discussed uh, with, uh, with the league at this point. But conceptually, that's what we've been talking about. Last question that I've got for you, Schneid, is i got to ask you about Jamie Rivers. Because oh from what I understand, you were a roommate with, with Rivers for at least a year. What was that experience? <laughs> what was that time in your life like being with this goofball each and every day that you got home? Well, you guys are just going to have to wait for my book because I have so many stories on this guy uh, that, that I really that I really don't want to I don't want to spoil it at this point. So there's a, you know, I, I would say there's a chapter reserved for for Revs and, and all of my roommates, but there's actually two chapters on Revs. There's there's the good one and the bad one. <laughs> What's the best story uh, from the bad one? Uh, we're not going. Uh, you know, there. we had. We had a we had a we had an awesome time playing on a great team for a couple of years, and I, I'll tell you, we we just had a lot of fun in, in Detroit. And, uh, it was I, I loved Rev, and the stories are endless. Uh, but I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you one quickly. This is this is my favorite. He sat next to me, and, and uh, he sat next to me in, in our home rink at the Joe. And uh, I, Hanukkah arrived, and I, I don't know if uh, your viewers know this or listeners know this, but I, I am Jewish. Uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah arrives the one year, and I start getting gifts in my stall every day. And I'm like, right out of the gate, I'm like, it's rich, for sure, no question. <laughs> and and as each day went on, everybody on the team had me convinced that it wasn't him. And the final day, uh, day eight, I show up and it's an autographed picture of the ribs. Sure enough, it was him all along, but he, they strung it out pretty good. I'm saying what, the way I just told it doesn't do it justice, but it was, uh, it, it was, it was one of the better rib stories. And, uh, part of, part of, uh, I'm sure what every guy on our team had a rib story, uh, that wouldn't be much different. So anyway. Well, uh, Snides, it was awesome, awesome being your teammate, awesome brother. Teammate. <laughs> it was awesome being your teammate. It was a lot of fun being roommates. There was lots of late-night room service and, and fine wine drank, and I appreciate that. And Matthew Schneider needs to know something. He's the guy, the one guy, who got me to start eating sushi. I wouldn't go near it before, and Schneids took me out, took me under his wing. He says, I got you, Riv. And we go out to Nobu, I believe it was, in Dallas, and he just says, let me order, and you just shut up and eat it. And I did, and after, since that point now, Schneids, I've been crushing it ever since, buddy. <laughs> I was actually back there, Riv, at the, the Winter Classic this year in Dallas. I was there for New Year's Eve. I remember it well. Well. <laughs> good times, brother. Good times, man. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on here. I love what you're doing with the PA. It's so nice to have guys in there that care, that are taking care of the guys. And uh, you're doing a great job, man. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Rev. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. That's Matthew Schneider. He is the special assistant to the NHLPA Executive Director, Don Fear. He was a Stanley Cup champion, and he played in the damn league for 21 years. What an incredible player, career man. for him. Matthew Schneider joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. thought there was a couple things there, Jamie. Uh, he said he doesn't think that the families will be there until the very end, which mm-hmm. I think is something relatively new. There's been a lot of talk about the negotiations that still have to happen there, but 
uh, that is certainly something relatively new. Also spoke pretty openly. Hey, they're negotiating a new CBA right now. They want to extend this thing for three or four years. They've talked about a new TV deal that could be implemented within that CBA and how that's all going to break down. So a few really interesting things there from Matthew Schneider. Appreciate him giving us the time today. With Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK. Coming up next, we'll cross things over with the Fast Lane.